Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Wednesday, the 22nd of June. Today, when sporting celebrity meets reality TV, Wimbledon to cop the special K treatment, and Collingwood's featherlight punishment of Bali Party Boy. But first... She's been out of the game for nine years, but Australia's greatest ever basketballer is returning to the hardwood. She's back. Lauren Jackson, the greatest basketballer in the history of Australia, the only Aussie player in the Basketball Hall of Fame, has been named in the Opal squad for the upcoming FIBA World Cup being held in Sydney this year. At the age of 41, the three-time WNBA MVP, four-time WNBL MVP and one-time Korean League MVP is set to return to the national team 25 years after she first cracked the side. Lauren Jackson, that's for two, just had a toe on the line. But what a great opening from Lauren Jackson. A lot of pressure on Lauren Jackson, only 19 years of age. Getting a lot of tension internationally. Jackson retired from the sport in 2016 due to a chronic knee injury while still one of the best players in the world. But thanks to a medicinal cannabis trial and weight loss, she made a return to the game at club level with Aubrey Wodonga this year. Her weed is really good. But while she's not guaranteed a spot in the final side for the World Cup, her return to the national squad speaks to the sheer talent of Jackson as a player. But it does also expose a potential concerning lack of depth within the national setup at the centre position after Liz Cambage's controversial and seemingly permanent departure from the Opals setup earlier this year. I'm living my best life. I'm supported. I'm protected on a, a level that the Opals or the Australian team never gave to me. But enough about Liz. Let's just focus on how good it is going to be to see the Lauren Jackson in the green and gold again. Oh look, here comes Collingwood CEO Mark Anderson. I wonder what he needs to address a packed press conference about. The Collingwood Football Club strongly condemns the recent behaviour of our player, Jordan Dugowie. We're incredibly disappointed that Jordan has put himself back in a situation where his behaviour is questioned. Yep, Anderson fronted the media yesterday after the club handed down its punishment to star Jordan Dugowie for his mid-season misadventure to Bali that saw him involved in social media videos behaving in a manner which the club strongly condemns. So, just how does Collingwood plan to punish a player who earlier this year had to front a New York court over harassment charges from a nightclub incident? A club imposed sanction of $25,000, which will be suspended dependent on his behaviour until the end of this season. A suspended fine and some more education for the player about his behaviour. And the AFL supported that punishment. Meanwhile, Dugowie, who initially went after the media for their coverage of the incident in the immediate aftermath, was far more reflective of his own behaviour yesterday, acknowledging that his actions have fallen short of the standards expected of him as a person, an AFL footballer, and as a representative of the Collingwood Football Club. He's so sorry. While Dugowie wasn't handed a game suspension by the club and is available to play this weekend, Anderson wasn't prepared to confirm whether or not he would be selected for Sunday's game against GWS. Anyone for tennis? Wimbledon, the grass court major, hosted by the All England Lawn and Tennis Croquet Club, is a tournament steeped in tradition. The players are referred to as gentlemen and ladies, there is no advertising displayed around the courts, and players are famously forced to adhere to a strict all-white dress code. We all look the same to me. Well, Wimbledon, get ready to have your world rocked. The Kirkenhock is at Kyrgios, Joe rolls on. 
Thanasi Kokonakis and Nick Kyrgios are bringing their special brand of doubles tennis to the grass courts, where they'll be the 11th seed in the men's doubles draw at the tournament. The duo, known as Special K, triumphed in unforgettable fashion at this year's Australian Open, bringing an at times uncontrollable crowd atmosphere to their matches. Someone yelling out in the crowd, riders, people are trying to, the players are trying to hit the ball. Ladies and gentlemen, I think everybody's enjoying the match, so please, one or two spectators are totally ruining the game by screaming, just player serving. So please, once again, stop. Given that Wimbledon matches are often attended by members of the English royal family, I fully expect that Will and Kate will be card-carrying members of the Special K fan club before too long. And yes, I could have finished today's episode by wading into the transgender debate that seems to be enveloping the entire sporting community at the moment, but frankly, it's a nuanced subject that requires more than just a few minutes to break down. So instead... Benji, I'm delighted to say that you are the winner of Celebrity Apprentice. Benji Marshall, the rugby league legend, can now also call himself a reality TV winner after he was crowned the winner of the current season of Celebrity Apprentice. Who would have thought, just a washed up footy player, win the Celebrity Apprentice. Benji took out the title after defeating TV presenter Darren McMullen in the final challenge which saw the two contestants host a VIP charity event aimed at raising the most money they could for their respective charities. And while McMullen raised a commendable $172,617, Benji left him in his dust, raising a whopping $487,105,000 for the South's Cares charity, which supports disadvantaged and marginalised youth and their families. Looks like Marshall's talents aren't restricted to the footy field. And that is your Fast Fun Hitters Sport for today. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.